Welcome to Soul Seeker, an embodiment and spiritual journey with Margaret Ioannidis and Michelle Scott, alchemist healers. Margie, we are here. Hello, we have made it. <laughs> we actually, we started with a big, uh, a big old belly laugh, didn't we? <laughs> I still am. Hi, everybody out there in Soul Seekers land. Yes, it was. We were very much having a banter about stuff and then all of a sudden <laughs> Michelle just came out with something and that was it for me. I just laughed. So isn't that awesome? We're coming into our first episode with a good old uh, belly laugh and, uh, and so excited for uh, podcast number one. Yeah. And uh, Maggie, it's all about our archetype for the month of May, which is victim. It is a victim. It has been a big one, though, and we've still got a couple of weeks to go, haven't we? I think exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a big one. And honestly, the contribution's been really cool, too, which the is contribution. We're both very so great. cool. Yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, uh, if you're listening to um, Soul Seeker and uh, you don't know anything about the group, which is what we're hoping for is, uh, as our podcast uh, gathers momentum, then we want you to come to uh, come onto Facebook and uh, and find our group yes. Soul Seeker. We'll have to start memorising the. Um, actually, I could uh, I could probably do it right now. Look it up quickly. Yep. Uh, what the u the u what's it called the u URL the URL. <laughs> it's actually the URL is uh, Facebook dot com backslash groups backslash Souls Seeker. Well, mm. no, it's actually because you know how you know these things get used, so you can't always get what you want. No, you can't always get what you want. No. So it's no. actually, um, it's actually souls seeking. Right. Yes. Oh. Oh. I've just learned something else. Um, well, uh, yes, yes. I'll have to. Uh, we'll have to have another look at that because um, I wonder if I went to that because the rest was taken. Anyway, completely yeah. off the track now. Yes, completely distracted. Yes, we are here to talk. Uh, we are here to talk about the victim. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll sort that out, listeners, for yeah. next time, and we'll really have the right uh, the right info for you. We'll be armed and dangerous. Exactly. So, <clears throat> Maggie, we're going to start off with, uh, as you said, it's such a big topic, yeah. and we've had uh, you know such fabulous feedback that uh, you know some of which we will uh, be able to answer in this session but let's actually start off with uh you know there's victim of circumstance there's uh you know victim mode or victim mentality there's also playing the victim yeah playing the victim card and then of course there's self-victimization so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about all of that uh, in this session ladies so how about maggie uh, if you kick it off with uh victim of circumstance what's the what's the victim of circumstance well the victim of circumstance is the particular circumstance that you're in so for instance is that with the victim victim archetype we have experiences right so it's outside forces things that actually occur, things that actually happen, yeah, to ourselves, that then becomes a big issue in our life. So, and we seldom don't have awareness around us being the victim. We don't um, then have that awareness or sense of responsibility 
for its circumstances, we just begin to be in the trauma of it and we start living in the trauma of it and we make it such a big part of our life that sometimes we can't see out of it. So it's the outside forces of whatever is going on that then that victim, victim archetype actually pops up. Yes, yes, I love it. That's what uh, a victim of circumstance is an individual who suffers ill consequences because of factors that were out of uh, her control. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And then, of course, uh, as you said, Margie, it starts with, uh, you know, something happening to you that's not within your control. You didn't ask for it. Uh, you know, it just happened. But then after that, you know, we can we can actually move past the uh, the trauma physically. Hey, Maggie, but yeah. Yeah, then it we, becomes a, a a mode of being and a mentality. Yes, you start then owning it. You yes. start becoming that. You start. Why is this always happening to me? What have I done wrong? We can go into all the questions that really keep looping into other questions that become that victim. So, you know, the victim mind then gets stuck. It's like a frozen state and then there's fear of terror or that fear of, oh, that, that's going to hurt us or that person's going to do. We're going to question everything from a place of fear of being in that victim mode. Yes, I do love, uh, I do love that. I actually heard, um, I was watching something else today and, I, and, uh, and, and something this uh, individual said, sort of uh, really resonated and, uh, and, and struck me, which was, you know, when she's in that anxious, um, anxious, uh, you know, being, when she's being anxious that she has uh, her thoughts, her thoughts are of impending doom or yeah, worst, right. worst case scenario or, yeah. you know, just irrational. And, uh, yes. and as, yeah, and as you say, you know, you get into that victim mentality and then, uh, you know, that uh, past trauma then then kind of brings to you in the moment feelings of powerlessness and helplessness and hopelessness. Yeah, and then what happens is when that all occurs and you keep living in that, because I've, yes. I've certainly been there, that when you, we, we, we keep doing that, then we, it becomes a bit of a myth. Then everything gets affected. So happiness and your respect for yourself and love and money and friendship and success and yes. all that type of stuff then gets affected. And that becomes a bit of the myth of the victim archetype when I was studying the archetype stuff. Yes. So it's about really having that exercise into recalling experiences in your life where you felt like a victim. So there's so many different ways that we can do it. Um, you know, for me, when I was going through the stuff that I was going through in the particular with with losing mum and dad and learning about this it's like I had to recall that experience and if I didn't do that on my own (laughs) I I got assistance with it because it affects us in a very big way and then we don't live the life that we're meant to be living here purposefully exactly you know something happened to you and that uh, that situation's already passed but you reliving that uh, in your mind and then as you said then becoming self-victimizing. Yes, exactly. you know, self-victimizing. I yeah. um, I, I was reading some, reading up on some, uh, on uh, some stuff on this myself, Maggie, yeah. and uh, it said um, something like this: victims of abuse and manipulation often get trapped into a self-image of uh, victimization, and the psychological profile of victimization includes a pervasive sense of helplessness, as we said, um, yeah. loss of control 
pessimism, yeah. negative thinking, strong feelings of guilt and shame and self-blame and depression. Yes. 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 And I call that emotional victims. Yes. It exists on many levels. So then with that, you know, emotional victims, they've got a difficult time reestablishing their lives after the tragedy or a separation or a loss. They, you know, become um, because of their vulnerability and then they think that's a bad thing. And, you know, they're susceptible to then illnesses and clogged with like heaps of problems coming through. Um, and, and, and it's all bases back from where that trauma started. It really has, mm. you have to be willing to be looking at it to be able to move yes. through it or, yeah. you know, um, sometimes things can't be understood. It's about where it's shaped you, you know, and it's yes. not an easy job to do on your own. I don't believe I couldn't do it. on my own. I gave it a best shot year after year. And when I, did the work that I did was like wow okay so I know what what mode what victim mode I play <laughs> yes yes and both of we were both saying weren't we that uh, you know what tends to happen is that as you're working through uh, the stuff you know in our coaching mentoring um, our our programs and in Soul Seeker uh, at the moment that we're actually experiencing another level of that ourselves yes we definitely are <laughs> What are we? What it's like? I think we've yeah. We were saying we experience it more this month than we have any other month. Any other month or all for years. Yeah. And um, actually, while you're on that, uh, Margie, it's a good uh, good time to segue into uh, how to identify. How do I how to identify when I am in um, victim mode? And I've got a a little uh, a few points here. When yeah. I'm in victim mode, I'm probably far more likely to blame others when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm probably my conversations are going to be centered around the problem with an expectation that others feel sorry for you. Yep. Uh, when you're in victim mentality, ladies, you know, we may reject the chance to join in with fun mm-hmm. uh, activities. We may even refuse to uh, admit if we are enjoying ourselves, we might kind of purposefully want to not be enjoying ourselves. Uh, we can, uh, you know, again, be looking out instead of looking in and feeling as if others have an easier route to success. Exactly. Others, others are, are getting more than we've got or, or they've got it easier than we have it. Uh, they're getting treated better. They're getting preferential uh, treatment. Um, they but, sound better than me. Why can't yes, I yes. like that? And I like what, yes, what you were saying just before, Maggie, about, it, and, and this is, uh, I've got this written down here, seems to attract a disproportionate amount of drama and misfortune compare, compared with her peers. Yes. <laughs> so much so. That is the We've, We're both familiar with that, aren't we, Maggie? Yes. We have, I have an Academy Award of Cabinets of Drama and Victimization. <laughs> And I gave, started giving that up. Now, look, there was a question that was thrown at me uh, just recently. It's like, well, you know, how do I know I'm in the victim mode? And why, what do you mean it comes with me? Uh, and the thing is, it's like, it, it's, it's as soon as we're, we come into being born or being um, in womb or in, you know, mum and dad have a baby and it's us. It's, it's, you know, we start sponging. We start actually becoming oh, yes. that. It's in our DNA. It's not to be the victim for the rest of your life or be victimised. 
It's about evolving. It's about learning. And just some people get stuck in it because they don't seek the help. We change paths very easily. And uh, it's always in us. Like we'll always play that role, but it's also to recognize now, like if you've done the work, you recognize what part of the victim you're playing at, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, um, well, again, um, I'm, I'm glad uh, you're kind of uh, what you're sort of talking about is leading into um, what I was going to talk about as well, because uh, in psychology, uh, there's this particular thing called locus of control. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I learned about this uh, years ago when I did uh, Introduction to Psychology One-on-One, and I really loved it because it explained what I was already doing, but I didn't know that it was called this particular thing. And you'll, you will relate to this as uh, as well, Margie. So, uh, locus of control defines how much a person believes that they are ultimately responsible for their successes and failures. Wow. The word locus is Latin for location. So, essentially, either a person feels the location of their control over life is either internal and therefore rests within themselves, yeah. or external and rests with fates outside of their control. It goes on to talk about the concept was clarified by Julian B. Rotter in uh, the 50s. But it then says, uh, and I'm going to post this uh, in the group, actually. Yeah. I'll I'll post this uh, article in the group because it's very informative. People who have a high internal locus of control uh, believe that effort, hard work, learning from setbacks, Soliciting, soliciting feedback eventually lead to success. Mm-hmm. Whereas people who have a high external locus of control attribute success to sources outside of their immediate control. And that is luck or other individuals, environmental <laughs> factors, accidents or accidental chance. If yeah. you have a high external uh, locus of control, you do not see how your own actions or lack of action maybe at the root of how you generally feel about your life, right? And it actually talks about how growing up, when you say that, uh, you know, we're born with that victim, uh, that victim uh, template, it's part of the, part of a number of archetypes that live within each and all of us. Exactly. They also say from a psychological perspective or a psychology perspective, they actually also say that it depends on how you grew up as well. If you grew up with parents who've um, uh, instilled in you that, uh, you know, how hard you worked um, and what you did uh, and, and, and what you achieved was entirely up to you, that you could be as good as you want to be, mm. right, then you're more likely to have that internal locus of control and believe that you can make shit happen, yeah? Yeah. But if yeah. you grew up with parents who whinged and whined and complained and parents who hadn't actually worked through their own victim their own self-victimization or, in fact, again, I watched something fantastic on Netflix the other week about, uh, um, I'm going to forget her name right now, but it's a great, great, um, it's a true story. Um, a young chick that uh, uh, goes to prison for murder and, uh, and when you see the long line of abuse that uh, she came from, right. there, was, there, was, there was no other way for it to go but for all of them to grow up and and experience that same abuse, but she's broken the um, she's broken the chain, right? Because it's a great story. I'll have to remember that afterwards and tell you and tell uh, the group about it. Yeah. Um, because she's broken the chain. 
whilst in prison, which was great for her to be in prison. Otherwise, she would have ended up just like mum and grandmum and uh, and the mum before that. But instead, she um, whilst in prison, she got a couple of degrees. Mm -hmm. She became educated. She learnt. She got help. She got supported. She got exactly what you're saying. She got to learn about all. She got self awareness and and knowledge in is power. Yeah. And um, and yeah, she's broken now. Of course, she's helping. Uh, um, you know, helping those that have been through what uh, what she's been through. So as you said, Margie, it's with you for the rest of your life. But uh, when you are aware of it, like you and I, we don't get stuck there for very long. No. And it's incredible because the stories that you find, I remember, and I'll briefly go into that one, and I'll put this also in the group. There was yes. a, a, a young girl that was... Um, I think Girl in the Cupboard, it was called. I, I remember watching this YouTube. It was just a clip. And yeah. a young girl got actually, you know, locked away in a cupboard. And she, I might have talked about it briefly in one of the other calls, that we, you know, she was raped repeatedly. And uh, she became a mother. And then she was fine. No, I don't think she was became a mother. But she was found. And her best advice her mother could give her is that what happened to you was a horrible thing. Yes was a terrible thing. Yes. Do not let this define you. Yes. Do not let this become the victim of you. What can you choose differently? And it was a couple of years later, I think it finally went to court as these things take a while yeah. um, to get to court. And she was in the courtroom and the judge, you know, he was sentenced and that, and the judge asked her if there was anything that she wanted to say and how, you know, and she said, all I have to say is that, Everything he did to me has not defined me. Mm. It has not changed me. It has made me stronger and helped yeah. people be aware to for you know this kind of victimization that can occur and to yes. be aware of how it can be. And that's what she said to him. So you know you haven't taken you know you haven't taken anything away from me that yes. you think you may have taken away from me. Exactly. And it, it, it didn't go that way, but it was such a powerful, I will find it and put it in the group. Yeah. So many different things. That's a great good. story. Yeah, it was like, oh, wow. And I researched it because, of course, doing yeah. other calls and stuff, I thought this is another victim. Yeah. You know, and I remember it and I went, wow. You yeah. Know, the advice her mother. And she goes, it's horrible. I can't give you back those times that, that year that you were gone. Um, but what I can say to you is that you are here now. Yes. And don't let it define you. And I thought, yes. wow, what an empowering mums. <laughs> exactly. So that'd be, yeah, let's uh, absolutely post that story. And I'll post the other story because, you know, in fact, you've just reminded me, Margie, that uh, for me, I have, uh, like you, I have, well, I've been, I've been studying this shit since uh, really, <laughs> you know, I, I would have to say from, well, from the time I started really asking those uh, really important and, and, and meaningful questions. So, um, but seriously, since 25 years old. But at the same time as uh, I was actually doing the work, reach, reaching out, uh, you know, uh, learning from others, being taught by others, reading lots of books, actually, I changed and have always been changed because of a story. Yes. And that's what I love. I There's so many people that have been through so much worse than I have. And when I would hear about that story it would put my story my situation into perspective and then I could it's not about poo-pooing what we feel I think we had um, and we had um, you know a lovely 
we won't mention names, of course, on the podcast because uh, we'll have a wider audience than just the um, yes. privacy of our group. But uh, as as Maggie said, you know, we had um, a gorgeous um, a gorgeous uh, lady tell us about her story of abuse. So you know, first and foremost, as Maggie said, you know, you are not to blame for what for for being victimized, for being in a situation where you have been abused, where someone has mistreated you. Um, you are not to blame for that no um after that you know if you are not uh, if you are not um if you know after that as maggie said we tend to go on and self-abuse through yes. self-victimization and and that's, what, and that's what's not okay no no and not okay for you no. because what happens ladies is that you you know and and, and maggie and i both know from personal experience what happens is that uh, and and i love that saying you know it's like drinking uh, uh, uh self-abuse is like uh, drinking poison expecting the um uh, other the other you know the other guy to die type thing you know yeah. they have that saying uh with forgiveness you know that right, yeah. when we hold on to this stuff it actually eats us up from the inside it out it doesn't actually serve any justice um it does you know, it. and that's the beauty of talking about the story yeah it begins to change that victim yeah. in the shell does about, you know it's about that it's it's about understanding mobility is the key for the body to understand that victim mentality you've got to be mobile you know it does affect our base chakra our yes life force you know and it even your heart i'd go as far yes, to say exactly right your heart well it's everything isn't yes, it yes it your is life force helps you breathe so yeah. you know and it's about it's about that changing the mentality of what if you start talking about the story, the body then starts to recognize as changes occurring. Yeah. So, and, and that is the thing about being mobile with it, about moving that body and understanding yeah, that, I like it. that body. Yeah. To freeing that body. It gives us, um, when a story is told and actually recognized and said out loud, especially to someone to like really that was amazing and courageous that yes to speak about that is yes that that's what is going to start to experience to release the feelings that you've been holding on of self-blame yes victimizing that you deserved blah blah mm. blah, blah and it's as you said maggie i love that the, the body holds on to it but also your energy you know it's a lot of energy to hold on to secrets even when there's somebody else's i yes. was going to suggest you know obviously and this is the thing. The thing is that from the inside out, when you start to heal uh, those wounds and, and, and that past uh, trauma, as Margie said, you know, for us, we certainly did not do it on our own. We've done it in so many different ways at so many different uh, times. And uh, we have been to and through so many different uh, people uh, to do so. And then what happens is, you know, once you are starting to truly heal from that inside out and to truly understand the journey and um, how it fits into the whole, uh, you know, into your entire story, then, uh, you know, then you actually have some real clarity around whatever it was that went on. So yes. then you can actually start to go down the path of, you know, if it was something that actually um, that person should be served some justice, then you can go down that path. There's, it doesn't mean that you can't, uh, you know, take steps uh, in, in, in uh, all these other formal ways, but it does mean that when you take those steps, those steps you won't do it with uh, that resentment, that bitterness. No. 
that anger. You'll be able to, um, and I was going to say, Margie, what do you think of this in the first instance with our, our gorgeous uh, gal in the, in the group? Yes. I thought in the first instance, now that she's done this, which, uh, as you say, she'll experience such uh, lightness. But what if she also, the next thing I would do would be to write a letter just, yes. to, just to herself, yes. to herself, but to him. And yep. uh, and really, uh, you know, and get get a little bit more out that way. If exactly. if at the moment she can't do anything else, there's always so many ways to to heal. There is so many ways to heal, and what that then can do is give you a choice to do whatever yes. is for you, and it turns your energy around. Yes, and to release it back into the life force and dissipate it. Yes. And turn that, then that what happens is you begin to be more empowered. You begin more empowerment for yourself. Yes. It, it, you know, being able to write or being able to get some healing done or really looking at and be willing to look at your story, mm. then that it starts to empower you. Yes. And then, because that, yeah, yeah. that changes that victim mentality. Yes. Trauma. Yeah. And to accept, you know, we posted some things in the group about how, you know, going into victim mode is, is very helpful just as long as you, you don't get stuck there. And when you're coming out of that trauma, you know, we've all been through different levels of it, but uh, first and foremost, going into that victim, firstly, you are a victim in that particular moment of being bullied, being abused, being victimized. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, Margie, it's a coping mechanism. Yes. Mm. Well, that's why we, we have it, to identify, mm. cope. So if it's we're a coping mechanism. Yeah, if we be victimised, then it's about speaking up. Mm. And, you know, and then if we have been the victim, well, then it's about embracing what you can, empowering and changing that. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's about to, it's a, it's a recognition. It's definitely that. You know, it's, but the thing is we've sat in it because we've been so busy watching and sponging and learning and going, that's how I've got to behave. It's, we lose our identity at times. Yes. You know, and it's important to know that when you are being in, when there is a, a situation that you are the victim and your body will tell you. Yes. And it's, 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 it's something that you go, right, this is empowering me. This is a no-go situation. I'm not going to be put in that situation. Yeah. So, you know, at times we, we don't listen to that. We, the body will tell you for sure. And we may, you know, that little subtle, oh, I don't know, oh, don't be silly because we've been told not to be silly or not to think like that or not to be like that, that we lose our sense of empowerment of what the body can actually do for us. Mm. So, you know, there's, um, it's, it is a very big banner. It could be a whole 12-month workshop. It sure could, but uh, we've only, uh, you know, we, we, we're running in here for uh, just a little a little bit longer. And I thought, Margie, we might go out with it because, you know, a, a large part of uh, when you're in that victim mentality, I don't yeah. know about you, but for me, it really becomes about blame. Yes. Who's, who's going to pay for this? Like, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's revenge. Yeah, revenge. you know. So, so I, I might uh, even post this one about the blame game. It kind of talks about... Uh, you know, when we're in that uh, uh, in that uh, victim mentality, we play the the blame game. We project our emotions. Mm -hmm. We expect life to be fair. We want to feel safe. We default to rational explanations such as "I never made a mistake in my life." At least, never one that I couldn't explain away afterwards. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, 
we this protect is the ourselves. This is um, the thing. All projections and separations that yeah. we do for ourselves can be actually returned to, well, actually are given to us. Everything that's projected to us that we own, that we think is ours, we can return to standard with consciousness attached. And anywhere that we have that, that victim mm. mode that we may have that are angry, enraged or grieving, let's uncreate, destroy it. You know, let's right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, one on shorts, boys and beyonds. Let's mm. get rid of that. But because it's definitely about uh, taking that responsibility. Yes, you definitely. know, but yeah, when we're sitting sitting the blame game, we're not taking responsibility for the part that we've played uh, in that um, in that scenario. So I'll go out with uh, my little uh, tools for turning that around, lady, and yeah. Margie will uh, as well as we uh, bring our very first soul sick podcast to uh, to an end so for me i think first and foremost honestly over the course of my entire life and uh, having gone into uh you know having visited uh, victim victimhood very very often um it's always uh, a turning point what turns it for me is taking responsibility is absolutely owning the mm -hmm. part that i've played uh, in the situation and there's always a part that uh that I have played, and especially if you want to grow in self-awareness as well. And uh, yeah. the other thing for me too, Margie, is that over the years, the more that I improved my self-worth, the more that, uh, you know, I learned how to change my perspective, learned to see things from a different point of view, listened to the stories. And, uh, you know, it could be that way, as you said, you know, everything is the opposite of right. what it appears to be and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be and and definitely self-awareness knowledge learning new tools yes. ladies the more the more competent you become at uh, solving problems the more competent i became at communicating managing conflict and solving problems the less time i have been spending in victimhood well this is it and and my last bit before we end this podcast is for taking responsibility for myself yeah. is, is to change that is like i understand i've got a choice yes you know the where when and how sometimes of life is just often you know a result of how i feel about myself at times yes. so you know what happens is for me is that we all have a choice we, life is all about being on a journey and it's yeah. about taking responsibility from where i feel and, and and regain a sense of who I am in my body and who I be and how much work I've done and also own my truth when I am being that part of the victim. Yes, love it. We love. So, you know, that's that's taken me taking responsibility for me. You know, we're here to learn, evolve, live on the journey. It's not about bloody being perfect. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about it is about being flawsome. Exactly. And doing the good, bad and ugly stuff. You know, let's yes. get it out of the way. Let's not hold on to it and exactly. seek the help. That's, yeah. that's my responsibility for me anyway. Yes. Agreed. Love it. Love so it. signing off, Margie. Yes, signing off. Thank you. This Ooh. is our first one. How exciting. Oh, so exciting. It's and fun. we're going to uh, see you all. Uh, I think we're planning to do it once a month, hey, Margie? Yes, we are planning to do it once a month. Every month in the Soul Seeker group, we are Excellent. going to have a theme. We're going to talk about it. We're going to heal about it. We're going to podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So uh, in enlightenment, uh, everybody, uh, keep on. Life is a journey. Exactly. Thank you.